of the Barman Bevo podcast. Um, I'm here with my partner, Mike Barman. Hey, Bevo. <laughs> Stop the clicking already. I know we're going to get yelled at for that. <laughs> and that's you, not me. I am not touching anything. It's you. I can hear you tapping. <laughs> uh, it's been a few weeks since uh, we've been here and able to record. I've been... Um, this is the first weekend I've actually felt well enough to do anything so uh unfortunately i couldn't make it out to spin the district i got an infection in my neck um on friday and it knocked me out for the weekend and then um this past weekend we were going to record late last weekend and i got got something from the baby so unfortunately i was out all weekend again there so the house is healthy and ready to go the sponsors are very upset, so we need to get right back at it. We'll probably do a little double episode here this week. Yeah, uh, and that's... Sure, uh, uh, Scott Patton, Nick Luther, and uh, the uh, Masters State Track Champion uh, have something to listen to all week. And don't forget about Kevin and some of the, um, other, the other people. Yeah, well, I think Nick, Nick Luther is in Germany right now, so he need, has a nine-hour flight back. So is, he obviously he sign, needs... Is he signing another clothing sponsor? Well, I'm not sure if he could look as smooth as he looked in his in his profile pics from earlier, but I have to imagine that he's probably probably trying to drum up more more Nick Luther business. Hopefully, he signs me as his agent. Um, no, I'm not but- as good as I'm not as good as the Adidas guys that throw families a hundred thousand dollars under the table and then get coaches fired. But I do try my hardest. Um, congrats, Nick, on the the clothing sponsor and. Uh- I don't know if it's cycling related. I'm pretty sure it is um, based on the season you've had. So, um, and uh, good luck while you're in Germany, if you're still there. Where do you, where do you want to start? You want to recap spin the district? We haven't, we haven't really gotten together and I don't well, know. Spin the, the, results. Spin the district was great. I mean, the, the track race on Friday night was absolutely phenomenal. John Croom, Robert Mayfield came to town. We had quite a few, uh, the Piedmont guys came in. We had the East Point Track Club. Um, we had it was just a, a fantastic, fantastic event. Um, really showed what the track cycling community is about and how we do it at the Dick Lane Velodrome. So, just want to give a shout out to everybody that came, participated. I saw Tim Barrett. I saw Joe Eldridge. John Krupp's mom was down. Um, all the great uh, Atlanta Airport District folks that I was lucky enough to work with. Uh, so far about uh, doing spin the district were there and people were pulling me to the side and telling me how great the event was and how well it represented the track. So thank, thank you everyone for doing that. Uh, Saturday, we moved to Hapeville, had some great racing there. Uh, unfortunately, we're still having some flats there. We really need to get some, some, a little bit of road work uh, going on there. Unfortunately, uh, some riders had some issues uh, there, but the racing itself was excellent. Uh, Called Domino's. Well, Scott Patton tried to do that for us before, but most cities don't like other people coming in and paving their roads for them. <laughs> I know, this but it's from, Domino's, man. I, I know this from experience. Um, so, uh, you know, we had a great event. Frank uh, uh, John Croom won the uh, first night for the men. Uh, Annalise Ostrike won the uh, the women's uh, event at the track, and then. 
<clears throat> um, Frank Travieso won the uh, men's event at Hapeville, and uh, Anissa, I forget Anissa's last name, but she uh, she won the uh, the women's race. And then we moved on to College Park, which is the first time we've used that course. And once we got the course up and running, and everyone kind of understood what we were doing, I think the whole town had a fantastic time. And again, Frank won, and Anissa won the uh, women's race. So. Thank you all. It was a fantastic event. Sorry you missed out, Bevo. Would have been some. There was some good Barman and Bevo time there. Um, I was. Uh, I, I'm upset that I missed the two because I really wanted. I was really going to try and come down Friday night and see everybody yeah. at the track. And by the time I got back from Athens, I was out. I got. I walked in the house, kissed the baby, got in bed, and woke up four hours later. Um, and that was just the start of my weekend from hell. Um, wow. And, and just, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't recover at that point and, and ultimately wasn't okay until about Monday, mid Monday. So, um, Hey, I was thinking we talked, um, privately about a, a, a crit race in coming at some point. Yeah. We're, uh, well, at, we're, I'm always open to courses and, and, uh, we do the time trial out there. I have a great world race course out in Forsyth County. And, uh, if we, um, if we can get something worked out with a criterion, we'd have a, the beginnings of a nice little uh, race weekend or possibly just a one-off criterion incoming. So what about the fair, the fairgrounds parking lot? Well, I tried to put a velodrome in there and they didn't want any part of that. So, but I, I think know. like ultimately we could do something in that parking lot in an off weekend where it's not really affecting traffic. True. You don't have to shut down the, the downtown area. True. And ho- I haven't been to that parking lot, but hopefully it looks like it's rather well paved. Hopefully it's a flat surface. It's pretty flat. It's uh, it's pretty open. Um, you could almost uh, do something where you have everybody park inside the, the course. Uh, possibly. And do a you course know, around the outside. Yeah. Well, that's something we can go over and ride and, uh, and try out and take a look at. Okay. Um, it was so just a thought. I was, I was thinking about it. I was driving no, was through awesome. downtown the other day and I saw it. Well, you know, you and I rode through and, you know, part of the issue with coming is the one-way directional streets. Yep. Um, and just the fact that you can't, like, close half of it and then get people where they need to go. Right. And part of being a bicycle race promoter slash official slash resident or, or working resident up there is, you know, I'm not trying to upset everyone on a Saturday or Sunday. You know, that's not my goal when I try to put on an event. Um, so making sure that, that people who live in the area have a, a reasonable workaround where they can get to where they need to go. Um, let's talk about uh, the Worlds. World Championships. And we'll start with your good friend, Daryl Christopher. My good friend? Well, he's one of your your riders i'm assuming i don't, I don't know if you're I'm just coaching no, daryl's 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 a good friend um i did coach him some uh this year um he works he works really really hard um like a lot of athletes uh sometimes he's not necessarily going in the direction that i think works best for him uh but he is trying as hard as he can so like anyone and you know this about being the restaurant business i'm i'm way how much effort you put into something is far more important to how, how, how good your ability to actually execute is because you can't coach. What is it? You can't coach. You can't coach passion. You can't coach. 
uh, the love of the, of the sport and you can't coach those things. You can teach someone how to ride better, but you can't coach, coach, coach the passion. And Daryl definitely has a passion for racing his bicycle. So he competed in the worlds in the time. trial. Yes. He did the individual time trial at the worlds on, uh, a, two, it'll be a, a week ago last Thursday in Austria. And who won that race? Uh, <laughs> Rohan Dennis crushed that course. And where did Daryl finish? Unfortunately for Daryl, a couple people dropped out. A couple Pakistani riders dropped out, and a couple other riders dropped out. So my bet with Daryl was was that he would finish no better than fourth from last. He would beat one Patel, two people with mechanicals, and then he would <laughs> then he would then he would probably be about fourth from last. So unfortunately for Dar- for Daryl, some people dropped out of the race um, and didn't take take the start. Uh, but great on him on representing the British Virgin Islands. Uh, he has a huge passion. Him and his family have a huge passion for the area. And like other sports, who knows how many young people that uh, that touches from that island just to see someone start a race like that. Yes. Like, why can't that be me someday? And hat off to Daryl about about representing his country and representing what he felt best. And, you know, he put out his best effort. And um, and I can't I, I'm so proud of Daryl. Uh, you know, Todd Muller at Reality Bikes was nice enough to to get him a bicycle uh, on the fly to use for a couple of weeks. Uh, everyone chipped in some folks. Uh, other folks got him some wheels. Other folks um, got him where he needed to go. So hats off to Daryl. Uh, sometimes not finishing first is just as important as anything else you do in life. And this is one of those instances. How, how do we get Daryl in the Olympics? He's trying. He's Good trying. for him. He's trying really hard. Uh, the track qualifications are really, really, really difficult um, for someone with the support that he has. Um, he has some of the abilities, but probably not all. Um, uh, so... <sighs> He probably would have to get on on a waiver, and so, but you never know. You know, they might let him do. They might let him do the individual time trial at the Olympics for some reason, and 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 like anything in life, it never hurts to ask. Um, Try your best. While you were talking, it reminded me of something I saw that came out on um, on social media after Spin the District, and you you mentioned John Croom winning the event Friday night. He had some rather nice things to say about you. I want to say Monday or Tuesday after the events. Um, and, well, for, and I well, couldn't. It's, it's very rarely that people say nice things about me. So I'll take all of them that I can get. Yeah. And and I, I can speak to this just having known you for as long as I've known you and how much effort you put in behind the scenes just for like the two or three events that go on at the velodrome over the summer. But, um, you know, John said, you know, and I, I, I'm, I saw it a couple of weeks ago and it just popped in my head. So I'm just remembering bits and pieces of it. But he said, you know, I don't know that there's anybody in Atlanta that cares more about cycling than Mike Barman. Um, and I think it's true. So, John, thanks for saying uh, something um, to that effect about Mike and, and his, his passion. Well, I'm really, I'm really fortunate. You know, I'm in a place in my life where I can do some of this stuff. And, um, 
I'm not very fit right now. So, um, and, and I choose not to spend my time getting fit. <clears throat> um, I do untrained well. I said that a couple of times today when I was officiating at the Grand Park Cross race, but I do untrained well and, um, I'm not upset about it. And, and I appreciate the comments. They mean a lot to me. And, um, it's good to that, that folks realize and understand some of the things that, that I, that I do behind the scenes. And I know you, I mean, no one really understands what I do food wise for the velodrome sometimes, except for you probably. Right. Um, and you know, Connor and Alex, the Castleberry twins and some of the folks, I mean, that's a lot of food I prepare. Um, uh, and, and, and just, and just help in general, you know, um, back to worlds. We have some other results. Um, world champion is no longer Peter Sagan. Three years in a row. He had it. I thought it was two, but no, he had three. Okay. Who, who, um, Alejandro Valverde, the new world champion. Yes. At 38, 38 years old. Um, I know I saw a post maybe earlier this week uh, of your thoughts on Valverde winning the world championship and his ties, oh, think, um, ties to uh, some of the dope the masters, the masters track state track champion was wondering about my thoughts about Valverde and, um, um, my thoughts. I, on liked, Valverde. I liked how you spun it. <laughs> and well, I kind I mean, of agree, I kind of agree with with how how you spun it. It makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> well, you know, and we've discussed this on the podcast uh, previously. Um, you know, I put Cancellara and uh, Valverde and Boonin and some of those guys in a little bit different category than I put Lance, uh, just because I feel like they cheated just enough to get the results that they felt like they deserved. And is that cheating? Yes, 100%. Am I upset about it? No, not really, because honestly, they did what they felt like they had to do for, for, for their situation. Now, some of the things they didn't do, <laughs> they didn't require anyone on their team to actually do it. They didn't require other riders. They they kind of did, did their own programs, and that's what I... I respect a little bit more than than some of the other people that have a podcast that's far less good, uh, not nearly as popular as ours, and and really doesn't know what he's doing on a podcast. He just talks out of his ass. Who are you talking about? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that went that went dark in a hurry. <laughs> well, maybe that guy that has the same number of Tour de France championships as we have. Oh. The guy that makes millions of dollars more than us. Well, his sponsors, you know, we did take a couple weeks off because we had some illness and that, and the sponsors got upset. You know, it's hard to get those sponsors back. Are you using sponsors plural? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't we have the don't we have the uh, the edible uh, bug sponsor? <laughs> I can line that up whenever <laughs> we need to. And then we've got to have some sort of liquor sponsor. That we was that was them. That, oh, that's one in the same. Yeah, weren't they a liquor like a al- alcohol? No, I think they were putting their their they were putting their their dried crusty things oh. into the drinks. Oh. So we were looking for Stephen Lamphere to actually help us with the liquor sponsor, <laughs> like a, but he like backed a P- out. PBR or Old Milwaukee or <laughs> we're pretty we're pretty easy. Icy Light would be fine. 
<laughs> Do you drink icy like? I, I know he sells it. That's the only reason I brought it oh, up. <laughs> oh, that's true. The, uh, the general wholesale guy had backed me in, uh, parked me in somewhere. Uh, it was at the uh, the racetrack up by the bicycle store. And we kind of made eye contact. And then he realized that he had screwed up. And he was just like, I'm not even going to fight this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other... Um... Any other results from the world championships? Uh, you know, well, hats off to um, Rohan Dennis. It has had a lot of near or not even near misses, but and he took care of business and he averaged over 30 miles an hour on a hilly time. Trial. Wow. <laughs> you know, you and I put together when we go do our 22 mile like sunset loop, sunrise loop. Yeah. Um, we don't even average 30 with it. If you combine both. We don't ever hit 30. <laughs> <laughs> you got me backing off on the downhills. <laughs> I told you, just follow my wheel. <laughs> no, I mean, like on the, <laughs> the long, no. slightly downhills, you're like, dude, you don't have to put that much effort in. You're yes, only gaining like true. a half a mile on your on your average. I know. <laughs> you do so I stopped doing it. I was like, he's absolutely right. <laughs> um. But hats off to him. Hats off to Valverde. Yeah. It, um, well, back to the Valverde thing. I think it's like, hey, everybody was doping. It does, I mean, there was very few people that weren't. And it's more of, hey, I've just got to do this to a, a little bit of this to, to maybe maintain or keep competitive with everybody else that's just in a <laughs> yes. massive program. Um, yes. Didn't he ride on maybe one of the Radio Shack teams with Lance? No, Valverde's always been on Spanish teams. He's been uh, he's been a Spanish hero all the way through. Um, Valverde could have had his own team. I mean, Movistar is really Valverde's team, and so he's he's responsible for all of all of that. I could, only... I could have sworn like one year. No, like one of Lance's last years. No, Valverde went from uh, Kelme um, to the early to the early. Um, it wasn't called Movie Star at the time, but obviously he's worked his way through that same through that same team the entire time, and they've okay. sponsors. But um, he's been with that team the entire time. Even he had a weird situation with his because he's part of um, the Puerto investigation, so right. he did have a blood bag that was in there. So there was a year that he was banned from Italy, and then there was a year he was banned from Spain or other parts of the world. So it was really weird because he spent. He actually he's satisfied as a his Italian um he he satisfied that that um uh that ban and he actually could race in Italy but nowhere else in the world for I think eight <laughs> months or something. It was totally bizarre. And it actually the same thing happened to Elo Kisa. Um I believe he kind of lost Elo lost uh, kind of an appeal and he was banned throughout the world for a while. And then not in Belgium, and then it ended up being he had to be banned in Belgium for a while, but then he was free to race in other parts of the world. Um, anyone, any any other results there from the, was there only really two men's events? Um, well, there's the team, time the, team, the team time trial. Oh, um, who won the team time trial? Uh, Quick Step won the team time trial. And that's the last time that that'll be, that's the last time that race will happen, the, the trade team, tribe, team time trial. <clears throat> um, Michael Garrison, one of the local guys, got tenth in the junior time trial race. Local um, from Atlanta, uh, Decatur. Oh wow! Yeah, or maybe Inman Park. 
Inman Park more. Um, Congratulations. And, uh, Michael Garrison, actually, one of his first track bikes was one of the bikes I sold him. Um, so uh, the Garrison's been, neat. yeah, they uh, come to the track quite a bit uh, and hang out. Uh, Joey Roscoff represented well for the United States, uh, also from from the Atlanta area. So Are we, overall, I know there's a race going on right now. It doesn't seem like it's a very big race, but are we kind of in the off season or about to be in the off season? Well, we're kind of, yeah, we're kind of in that, that weird golfing limbo that happens after, after the, well, what they call the FedEx cup now, or after Eastlake. Um, we're oh, kind we gotta, of in that. I forgot. We got to talk about tiger. Do we? Um, Hell yeah, we do. Okay. Well, you put the notes down. Um, yeah, we're kind of in that, that in that you know a lot of guys have a lot of great fitness from coming off the Welta. Michael Woods got third place in the road race, a fantastic result for North America, um, and really showed a really quality ride. Uh, <clears throat> but we're in that kind of like those guys have that extra fitness, so the races the races that are going on now are 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 really neat because they're a little bit more laid back. They're a little bit more low key. And some guys are coming back from injury or getting off their Volta fitness and they just have great fitness and want to race. Some guys are riding out their contract and their team needs them to ride there. Uh, lots of, of lots of different stuff going on. So uh BMC. They're almost they're almost are they done now or are they done? Yeah, they done? decided the um consortium uh is going to become a Polish registered team. Yep. Um, and they've taken on, uh, some more of the CCC, um, the, the pro continental team staff. Um, and they've done a good job of mixing in some of the Polish stuff with what, uh, BMC had already done. You know, I think Jim Oshwitz is quite happy actually getting rid of, or not having Richie Port and Rohan Dennis and some of those higher price riders on his team. TJ. Um, well, yeah, you know, I, I you know, TJ wasn't going to demand a whole lot of salary for the next year. I think he was just done done dealing with TJ and TJ yeah. stuff. Um, all right, you've got here some great changes are coming from the UCI. Why don't you talk about those real quick? Well, they've got kind of come up with a fantastic uh, kind of revenue share between some new events with the monuments. And uh seems like they're really, really trying to work with the teams and the promoters and put together – so really the Grand Tours are going to be on one schedule and then the one-day races are going to be on another schedule, which is I think is a great way to go for cycling because I think um, I, I think it's a really good move. It, uh, I was really impressed with a lot of the thoughts and a lot of the progress the UCI has made in, in, in cycling. Why and is this a good move? Because the teams actually, in the new events that, that will come about, the teams will actually share in some of the revenue that occurs. Okay, and that's never happened before. Um, so maybe that maybe there isn't prize money per se as there is in the Tour de France. You know, the, the team that wins the the team of the winner of the Tour de France usually the team gets a hundred million euros or excuse me, one million euros to split among the team and kind of prize money. Um, but the teams are really clamoring for hey, let's not do prize money. Let's do revenue share upon the TV rights and some of the other things and trying to go to something that's a little bit more. F1 style where you can kind of follow it around um, and kind of go throughout the world. So, so this new format to the UCI is basically a version of a revenue share program for select events. 
Well, starting a revenue share, not necessarily with the traditional events, but with any new events that are that are signed throughout the world, which is starting the process of the teams being able to build a revenue source that they can help create by sending their best riders and doing a lot of the things that we've talked about in cycling for a long time. Does this and does this help like um, a program like a, a, a BMC where that you know they're not able to find sponsors or having to fold and, and kind of go into a continental team to survive? Is is this something that could help a team like that, or is it this a different animal altogether? No, I believe it, with more revenue sources than just sponsorship. I think the the team. I think the teams become more valuable, and then there are big, bigger players that, you know, obviously, if if there was a company that wanted to put twenty million dollars into a cycling team, but they knew they could probably get seven to ten million dollars for the revenue a year, that's a different. That's a whole different sponsorship game plan than watching twenty million dollars go down the toilet when the team goes when their star rider or Richie Port goes to the mountains and rides by himself for eight months out of the year only to crash um, on a flat part of the stage stage nine and not even try to attempt his bike. So, you know, just starting to have that conversation about how or starting to act upon that conversation about how do we help these teams stay viable and help them attract more sponsors. Um, you've got here still 18 world tour teams, 27 to 30 riders per team, three-year licenses. Right. right. Got top two UCI pro teams qualify for grand tours, leaving two wild cards. What does that mean? So it used to be there were four wild cards per grand tour. And, and it was really nice. It was really good of the ASO to actually agree to have the, so the top, two pro pro tour or the pro continental teams what they were called now they're going to be called pro teams the top two at a certain date will get automatic bids to the grand tours for the year all three all three so where you always see the tour de france doing just french continental teams it might be a little different now Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, you know, you know, it's hard to blame the ASO for picking French teams. Well, not, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. It, it, it. And and I don't necessarily blame the ASO for wanting to pick French teams. But if the ASO, if the Tour de France wants to have the, um, like the, uh, like where uh, Premier Leagues go, to, two teams go down and two teams go up, well, then you can't have... You know, you can't have two teams go down, two teams go up, and get to pick four wild card teams. Right. No, I, I, I like I like this idea. It's um, yeah, because then you, you saw like in the Giro, they invited that Israeli team, you know, as one of the continental teams, just because the first was three or four stages were in Israel. Well, and part of Israel wanting with the geopolitics of Israel wanting to come on and cycling. Right, I I believe has a lot to do with Bayron and the UAE having their own teams, mm-hmm. and it's hard because you know in some respects I like the fact that 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 Israel wanted to step up, but then I feel kind of like oh are they really only doing this because 
non-Jewish states have decided to sponsor teams. And so there's always that yin and yang. Cause I don't think, I don't think any group of people should have to put on a cycling team because another group of people. do. Right. Well, it, it's not like they, they won a couple stages. They won a stage of the, the, the Giro. Israel, Israel cycling Academy. With that team, yeah, I'm almost positive they won one of the first three stages. Mm, mm, I don't think so. All right, well, I'm pulling it up. I'm almost uh, positive they did. Mm, they got. I believe they were either in the break and almost won, or they were top three, which is a great result. Oh, you know what? I think they lost stages two and three to Viviani. Mm-hmm. Just say I... it. No. Just say it. No. I'm going to have to re- research this. Oh, you're going to have to dig deeper for facts? They might have won stage 18. Mm-hmm. Dodgman? Stage 18. I don't... Hmm. I don't think so. No, nope, but he's with he's with he's with Quick Step. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, just say it. Who's Wellens? He's on Lotto's at all. Chavez. Uh, Michelin Scott. Carapaz. Astana. Movie star. Mahoric. Uh He's on right. Bayron. Do you say that better than me? I know I said it wrong, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm never sure if you say it better or I All say right, it better. You're, you're right. Uh, they did not win a stage. I could have sworn they okay. won a stage. They must have finished right. second a couple times. Um, all right, back to the notes. Uh New hold series on, Scott, with the five Scott monuments. Patton. Scott Patton is texting me right now. Okay. New the series. President. New series with the five monuments plus twenty or so other races around the world. Right. That's what I was speaking of about earlier. Trying to describe what was going on. Or co-ed team time trial. They're trying to put this in for the Olympics, and it's a little bit awkward. Three women, three men. Um, uh, the women or four women, four men. No, I think it's three women, three men. Uh, the three women go first. No, the four, the three men go first, and then the women start after they finish. Kind of like, um, like how they do the team individual, the team medley. So it's swimming. It's two. It's basically two teams, and then it's a combined score or combined time, right? right. Or yeah. an average time between the two, right? <clears throat> but that's, inter- that's interesting. Well, the the Olympics are really pushing co-ed events. Which is pretty neat, and so. Um, well, Scott brought this up earlier since you brought him up. <laughs> Floyd Landis and his new cycling team. <laughs> you, no, I didn't bring it up. No, I said Scott did. Oh, Scott did. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So f- apparently, Floyd Landis has decided to take all the money that Lance Armstrong paid him, and he's starting a cycling team. <laughs> right. Isn't Floyd? Doesn't Floyd have a lifetime ban as well? No, he only had eight years. I think he's still under ban. 
Holy well, shit, eight-year ban? Well, he worked He worked with them. Actually, you know what? I think he only got two years. I think he can actually race for the team now. He's not going to race. No, he's not going to, but but he is free to race if he wanted to. Isn't isn't he? He's got to be up around 40 at this point too, right? Yeah, he's just a little bit younger than I am. That's, that's around 40 is just a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I forget how much younger you are than I am sometimes. Um, but if you want to know my honest thoughts, it's just a complete joke. Just like Floyd's been his entire career. Just like the other guy that has a podcast his entire career. Just like... <laughs> Barman's in mid-season form and he's coming out swinging. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. It's just a joke, you know. It's... If you really want to do a Continental team, do it on your own money. Don't do... Don't use Lance's money for that. Do it, do it because you want to do it. Do it because you want to help riders be successful. Don't... This is this doesn't work, you know. This is this is like someone who buys a baseball team or a football team just to get the notoriety of owning a team, and then realizing they're a crappy owner. Brewster. <laughs> well, there's many examples, but you know what I mean. Um, is this good for cycling? Floyd Land is owning a team. No. Is this Floyd just trying to stay in the news? Completely. Is is this because Floyd's weed business is going down the tubes? I, I don't think there's any weed business in Colorado that's going down the tubes. That's now, true. if Colorado votes Democratic in November... That's not going to change. Uh, if Colorado votes Democratic, then Jeff Sessions will pull... Jeff will Sessions pull. is a Republican. I know. If, if Colorado votes Democratic, right... Right. So they're kind of holding this over the head. He can make it illegal for Col- they can actually sue and make it illegal to sell weed in Colorado. So they're kind of they've got that little they've got that little the little the little hammer over the top of them. You know how the first civil war was supposedly over cotton and tobacco. <laughs> the second civil war is going to be over marijuana and the Republican Party. Right. And Jeff Sessions can go eat a bag of dicks, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> We try not to use I, that word on this I, podcast. A bag of dildos. Okay. <laughs> he might already have a bag, so I don't know what you're worried about. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that Keebler elf. Um, soccer. Oh wait, wait. Do we have anything else we want to talk about in cycling? I don't know. What is there anything that you saw? Well, I think something we skipped over from Friday night at the uh, velodrome was the the proposal. Oh, did we skip over that? Yeah, we didn't talk about Kevin and Heather getting uh, or Kevin proposing to Heather. Well, I got even a better gig than that. I get to bartend and cook for their wedding. You need help bartending? Uh, Exactly. How do you know that (laughs) was going to happen? We Marvin and Vivo back together. One last ride. (laughs) Mortimer, we're back in business. I'll have a uh, I'll have a Jack and Coke. We're out of Coke, sir. It's all Jack. <laughs> what what goes in that barman? You can sleep. You can sleep in the basement. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Who drinks more, the bar guests or me and you? <laughs> it depends on whether we bring our own stash or not. <laughs> uh, how how is that going to work out? Where are they going to have it so that we can bartend? 
They want to have it at their house. Oh, uh, boy. yeah. So it'd be in the backyard, and you know, nice. you have a, and you know, Heather's from Wisconsin, so there's bumper pool downstairs, and the little like the little the little bar, you know, your the little Midwest bar that you'd have like in Buffalo or we got to come up with a Wisconsin drink. <clears throat> Beer. <laughs> Beer with a cheese floater. Uh, Dan- Danica Patrick. <laughs> the Danica. <laughs> He's from Chicago. She roots for the Packers now. She does. Um, well, you know, I know you're you're really good friends with them, and I, I've um, become friends with them because of being at the Velodrome as much as I as much as I am. So I just want to say congratulations to both of them. It's it's fantastic. It was pretty cool. Uh, when I watched the video in bed on Saturday morning, because <laughs> I couldn't get out of bed, Violet was sitting next to me and she started clapping. <laughs> it was Jessica goes, is she clapping? I go, she's clapping. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. That would be something you would do. <laughs> so, all right, on to uh, soccer. Since we last met, Atlanta United has played three games. Um, they're still at the top of the table in the supporter shield. In those three games, they've gone two, one and zero: a win, a loss, and a win. Um, I'll, I'll briefly run through some of this stuff uh, because it's been a while, and I was just writing notes down. Um, we beat Real Salt Lake two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever it was. Uh, we got goals. The final score is two nothing. Got goals from Gressel and Villaba. Um, Team looked good. There was no complaints there. I believe Nagby was back in the lineup for that. Um, Barco coming off the bench. Um, do you remember anything else stand out from that game? I don't think. No, I didn't see. Kind of an ordinary game. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot from there. I knew the the play wasn't as ordinary as it had been uh, there at the end of the summer, and it's good to see. Um, Good to see, good to see them playing harder. Actually, or, I think or, that might have been Bellows Bellows' first start. Maybe his yeah. first start. Maybe yeah, that, it was either that game or the right. New York game. But I'm almost no, positive. No, I think they put him in. I think they put him in in real. real okay. Um, last weekend they played the New York Red Bulls. Uh, it was an odd situation. I almost picked it for bet with Bevo. Thank God I didn't. Um. Bradley, it was setting up for an Atlanta United just steamrolling. Bradley Wright Phillips was out suspended uh, from her, uh, multiple yellow cards. So it was looking like, okay, Atlanta should come in, mop up, clean these guys out, beat them 2 nothing, 2-1, 3-1, three, three, whatever, and completely fell flat, lost the game 2 to nothing. Um, from what I remember, New York scored on at least one penalty kick. Uh, Brad Guzan stopped the penalty kick and there might have been a third penalty kick that he that he couldn't stop or uh, just a random goal. I don't remember, but I know there was at least two penalty kicks in that game and, and Guzan stopped one and, and let one in um, or didn't stop the other was a better way to say that. Uh, the team altogether looked horrible. Right. It was slot. It was just one of those games where they just didn't look like they wanted to be there. Um. What else was very funny was, and I don't know if you saw this, at the end of the game, Mart- Tata Martinez refused to shake hands with the coach from the other side. Oh, well, I saw them. Uh, they were uh, jawing together or jawing at each other. 
uh, for a while. And then, well, is Tata coming back or is he not coming back? I don't know. Why is it taking so long? What's Why is what taking so long? Well, he's up for contract renewal and, and no one's talking about it, not Atlanta or him. I don't think they, they're going to talk about it in the middle of the season. Well, usually in college football, you would you would just sign this him. This is in college football. Well, no, I'm I'm using it as an example. You would just <laughs> sign him early so that you could tell the players that he was going to be there. Well, here's the thing: because it's hard to it's hard to sign players if you don't know who the coach is. Well, it's also you don't know what players are coming back, and we're going to get to right. that in a minute. Right. So it it may not make a difference. You know, he may he may ride off into the sunset after this, depending on you know where they finish. In the playoffs, with his spider with his spider tied around his neck, or he, does he, he may do... he may fly off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> does he is he gonna wear a sleeveless? Does he wear a sleeveless tank top on his way out? I got I got a great. So I'm watch. I didn't watch the game yesterday. I watched it today, and and Ed Ed and Christine came over to see the baby. So Ed's hanging out with me upstairs on the couch while I'm watching football in the soccer game, and he goes, "Who's this guy with the the, the, the sweater <laughs> tied around his neck? Who the hell does he think he is?" I go, "Oh, that's the head coach. He thinks he's Superman." Dude, I don't know what he's thinking, but it is really odd. It's weird. It's just flat out weird. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, you know, I'll get to this in a second, you know, but some of the guys aren't coming back next year. So, you know. Well, nothing wrong with that. I mean, with success, you lose players. and Yeah, sure. And, and you know, next man up. Right. And I think the team's deep enough to survive. You know, it's. Right. You know. um, well, we're not trying to survive. We're trying to win championships, Mike. I agree, but you have to get there first. <laughs> well, you don't put thousand people into a stadium just to survive. You want to win championships. Why do you play the game? You play to win the game. Why? To Why play, To win the game. We need to do I need to check on Herm's record. I think he's doing all right. How'd you know where I was going? <laughs> I want to say he's four and, four and two. So it's not the train wreck you thought? It's not the train wreck I thought it was going to be. Okay. But we're talking I, I believe, soccer, so we can remember, wait for college. I, we can wait for college football. If I remember correctly, when I saw the game pop up on game day on Saturday, he might have been in the top twenty-five. I, I think they're getting pretty close, but that's not that difficult. Um, yesterday, big win against New England Revolution, two to one. Um, you get goals from Gressel, and uh, first you get a goal from Bello. It's his first goal as a, a professional. Uh, and Julian Gressel scored that the second goal, one. That Bella goal was pretty awesome. It was fantastic. He put it, he rocketed it on this on what we would call the short side, um, right? And just it was a be- it was a beauty. It was a nice goal. Um, Julian Gressel coming on late. He's had I think two goals in his last three, maybe three in his last four. Um, I've already thought this kid was maybe the best passer in the league. Uh, just uh, based on the amount of assists he has on on Joseph Martinez goals, um, right? I really like the way that kid plays, man. He's he's just he gets himself into good positions. He makes great passes. He's one of the best crosses in the league. Um, and then Addy's been scoring goals in his last couple games, which is nice, right? Um, the bad part about this game is New England scored in the ninety third minute on what was. Can only be described, and you and I talked about this earlier, as a miscue by uh, Brad Guzan. Seemed like he dove the wrong way. I, well, I, I just don't know what he was doing. It was almost like he tried to slide tackle the guy before the ball came out. 
It was really awkward. Yeah, it was. And, and instead of keeping the guy, he tried to keep the guy to the middle of the field, and the guy decided to take the, the end line. And it was an easy, it was an easy tap in for him. It really was. It was awful. Um, and if he had, if he had forced the guy towards the middle of the field, his defense would have picked up the ball. Right. You know, the guy wouldn't have had anywhere to go. It was, it was odd. Um, Almiron went down in the 27th minute. He was upset. Um, I don't know if he was upset. upset. Huh? When is he not upset? No, I mean, it wasn't the typical Almarone diving play that you see every game. It was um, either he really hurt himself bad or he already knew about the transfer and thought that this might be his last game with Atlanta United. But I don't think Uh-oh. that's the case. Um, tough. Well, I think, I think he likes to play well. I think he takes it personally when he does it. Right. He, he did not want to come out of the game, and he knew he had to come out of the game. Yeah, so, yes, I, I agree with him being upset about that. But he's upset a lot. Yes. Well. That facial he, expression he has. He, I mean, if I, if, he pretends right, he's Mike, upset a lot. Mike, if I gave you that facial expression in a restaurant on a Sunday afternoon when we were busy three times, you would walk out or punch me. <laughs> I don't deal with fakers. I know. If I made that facial expression that Almiron makes when he's trying to make his point, if yeah. I made that to you while we were in the restaurant in a busy Sunday, which would you do? Punch me or walk out? I'm going to punch your mama right in the mouth. <laughs> <coughs> um, so I, I looked earlier to see if um, how injured he was. And when I Googled his name, the transfer news popped up. So it looks like Arsenal has agreed to um, buy out. Whoa, 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 whoa. No one on Atlanta United field has the ability to play in the Premier League. Absolutely not. I didn't know I invited you to the podcast today, Mr. State Champion, Master State Champion. Oh, oh. No one on that field. No well, one. none of them could play for Liverpool. Guess what? What happened? The dueling cannons will be coming to. I know who I'm rooting for in the Premier League now. <laughs> what, what team are we rooting for? Arsenal. 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 Wow. Or Manchester United. If you're not a mank, you're a wank. <laughs> you're uh, Did I turn your volume volume down somehow? No. What's going on? I'm I'm bouncing around between the mic. Um. There, there we go. Sorry. So, Almiron has been purchased by Arsenal for 11 million euros. He will be, uh, it looks like... Someone's willing to pay 11 million dollars to have someone play for him in the Premier League? It looks like he'll be joining their squad in January. I don't look, I don't know if he's going to play, but they picked him up. So, uh, that's the first domino to fall for Atlanta United. So, they better win the, they better win the whole thing this year. Um, Why? Well, I have a feeling we're going to just something similar is going to happen to Joseph Martinez. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there was another no one. Another no one is going to feed Joseph Martinez the ball as much as as Atlanta United is. Yeah, I mean, the scoring certainly has slowed down a little bit, but um you know, the offense still seems to revolve quite a bit around him and getting him open. So 
Um, it looks like the next game, the next game is in two weeks, and I believe that's the last game of the season. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. There's only two two games left. Uh, I didn't look to see if they have it locked up, but I, I have a feeling they still need to win next week's game to lock up number one. Yeah, they're only four. Four points ahead of the New York Red Bulls. <clears throat> um, all right, U.S. men's national team. Why are we talking about them? Well, for a couple of reasons. One, you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna pay up on one of your bets. Am I? Brad Guzan will never play again for the United States men's <laughs> national team. Uh, I believe uh, Bradley. Um, uh, anyone who who anyone who was part of that loss in Panama or Trinidad Tobago? Well, Michael Bradley, thank God it's not Josie Alzador. He did not get called up. Well, I'd rather have him than both those two. I wouldn't. I'd ra- I do. I'm okay with Guzan. I'm okay what? with him. No, I, have, I, I have believe the direct with- quote is... I hope that guy never plays another game. Yeah, that's something you... That was before I've had a change of heart on him. (laughs) He has played significantly better with Atlanta United. I'm okay with where he is in his career. I told you maybe two months ago that he would play again for the United States national team. And here we are two, three months later, and he's getting called up. Michael Bradley, on the other hand, I have serious issues with. Serious issues. Um, so Thursday we play Colombia. I believe Tuesday we play Peru. Um, Bradley Guzan called up. Pulisic, uh, was called up and withdrew due to a calf strain. <laughs> um, listening, I was listening to Alexi Lawless the other day. He said, there's no way Pulisic's playing in this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, or sorry, he has a calf tear, according to uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Um, more news: There's still no coach. Uh, so Dave Saracen, the is, little guy, is still the interim head coach. He's little, isn't he? Which, he's like the little guy. Yeah, he's which is an absolute joke. It's been a year at this point, and there's still wow. no coach. Well, um, that's not, well, it's better to not have a coach than to hire someone that he can't do the job. I guess. But it doesn't seem like there's any movement on this. Um, this team's a joke. Uh, and I'm stating this right now. I, t- I texted this to Brian Conley about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. If Michael Bradley plays one minute of soccer for the U.S. men's national team, I'm... Oh, uh, you said that earlier. I'm dropping my allegiance, and I'm rooting for Mexico moving forward. Because I know they'll go to the World Cup every year, right? Um, I've had it. I've had it with this bullshit, and that's what it is. I, I'm tired of mediocrity and settling for mediocrity. So, um, I, I, I just this is ridiculous. Guy doesn't deserve to be there anymore. No. So, um. I'm going to throw the Columbia game in the bet with Bevo when we get there, but I'm taking Columbia minus half a goal. Uh, the odds are the odds are good. So, um, anything else for soccer? No, I think we're good on the uh, on the soccer stuff. 
Uh, MLB playoffs. Cleveland down 2 nothing. Who has a better chance of winning, Cleveland or the Braves? I'll take the Braves. <laughs> Indians are awful. Francona needs to go. He's just just doesn't care. He knows he'll never get fired. And it's just evident. Um Braves down 2 nothing. They're playing tonight. I think Drew Drew and Holden went to that game. Holden's first baseball game. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. Um, I, yeah, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with the Braves being down 2 nothing. They're a young team. You know, they're, they're playing L.A. L.A.'s loaded. You know, veteran veteran team. Didn't L.A. go to the World Series last year and lose to Houston? Yes. Um, Yankees-Red Sox tied 1-1. Um, Milwaukee was up 2 nothing on Colorado. They were winning game three. Before we came on the air, I'm sure that that game may be over at this point. Uh, Let me see if I can find the scores. Brewers advance. They win 3-0. Wow. Um, they took it to him. What do you have here? No, you're you're not Braves have <laughs> I forgot. They're called the cheating Braves, the not not the not Braves. <laughs> I believe the is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. The, Cleveland's got a better team than they had in the World Series two years ago, and they can't win. That sucks. It's awful. Uh, Tiger Woods won the FedEx Cup two weeks ago. Yes, he did. How awesome was that? It was pretty cool. The crowd behind him, almost swallowing up, swallowing him up as he's walking up eighteen, and then just an emotional Tiger Woods. Um, it was really cool to see. But how many times have we heard, what does Tiger care about? Tiger. Majors. And Poonanny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he does with his personal life. Cash in checks and snapping necks. (laughs) All I care about is the way the man golfs. (laughs) Oh, then then they laid an egg last week in the Ryder Cup. (laughs) And apparently Uh-oh. Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka got in a fist fight at the bar after the match. <laughs> Come on. You didn't hear that story? I did, but they're both denying it. Of course they are. It's that's it's like someone saying that you and I got into a fist fight. No, we <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, it's different. No, I don't think so. It's different. I don't think so. You and I got nothing to prove. Right, well, not in the day. They both have smoking hot wives, millions of dollars. I mean, what? why would they even fight each other? Hey, bro. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Marvin, you got a point. It ha- I still think it happened. I, I don't necessarily disagree that it happened. I just don't think they were fighting that hard. It wasn't like... um, College football. Oof. Alabama. 
Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, all rolling over teams. Just, they all look good. Um, oh, all, all four of them will lose. I don't. Well, Georgia and Alabama are on a collision course for each other, so one of them is going to lose a game. Well, one. It's college football. All four of those teams are going to lose somewhere because they're just such a big. They're such. They're so big that it's such a big game for someone who's only won like four games in their conference, kind of deal. Well, I don't. I don't. I have a feeling. Of the, all those teams, the team that won't lose is Ohio State. Just because the Big Ten is so crappy right True. now. Uh, I mean, they could lose to Michigan, I guess, but Michigan has been unimpressive. No, but it, you know, college football is weird. You know, kids just have other things going on in their lives. And they don't, just don't focus like that. Uh, Notre Dame. Do you think they lose a game? Hell yes. Here's who they got less left. I don't care who they are. Someone's going to step up and beat them. I think if this, I think, uh, uh, you know what? I feel like next week's the week. It might be. Pitt. It could be any, it could be, yeah, Pitt. They're lucky they don't play Syracuse. They do. Oh, they're losing to Syracuse. Syracuse lost to Pitt yesterday. That doesn't matter. Syracuse is a big win team. Two losses in a row for Syracuse. It's fine. They know how to win. Florida State's on that schedule. Uh, USC's on that schedule. Uh, Notre Dame isn't going undefeated into the into the playoffs, and they, even then, they wouldn't win the they wouldn't win the national championship. I'll take the 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 they're not losing any of those games. Really? I'll, the usual. Yeah. Scott Bevo takes Notre Dame to go six and zero the remainder of the season. Put it on Twitter. <laughs> Put it on the Twitter. It needs to happen. Um, Clemson, sixty-three to three against Wake Forest. Yeah, you never know what happens. Spread was only twenty-one. Oof. <laughs> um, NFL. Man, were we wrong about the Falcons? No, I told you. Well, you, well there's some I, stuff was going I, on wrong, there. I was wrong about the Falcons. You felt like they were maybe a 10 and 6 team and I felt like they were more of a 13 and 3 team. No, I told you they could actually be better and win less games. Right. And I think the defense will get um um I think the defense will get better through the season, but it's just too much to make up now. Right. Um, and, and, you know, they lost Deion Jones. They lost three of their safeties. That's the whole middle of the defense. Yeah. Everybody knows where to, everybody knows where to pick on them. Yeah. And, and unfortunately in the NFL, that just doesn't work. And so it's nobody's fault. It's not the Falcons' fault. I don't think there's a la- lack of effort. Oh, no, without it. But it, it, even today, watching today, the Steelers don't have that great a defense. No. And, uh, Every time I looked up, it looked like Matt Ryan was getting his ass handed to him. Yeah, well, the Steelers knew they needed to win that game, just like the Falcons. Knew Absolutely, that they needed to win that game, and so I mean, it was almost like a playoff game in the first quarter of the season. <laughs> um, Packers. Was, yeah. Go ahead. Well, uh, you know, I like I said, the Falcons. The Falcons 
offense is definitely playing better than they did last year. There's just no – you just can't score enough points. I mean, you can't let teams score 30, well, that, 30 31, 33, 37, 43 points. I mean, that just doesn't work. Across the board, it's the, the numbers are ridiculous coming out of quarterbacks. It's yeah. – the numbers they said this morning is like 228 touchdowns through the first four weeks of the season just from quarterbacks. Well, you know, the – you know, the thing you had to do, if, if the Falcons wanted to beat the Saints, they had to beat, beat up on Drew Brees. They had to take that, they had to take the late hit penalty or they had to get in there and and they had to disrupt Drew Brees. Because if you let Drew Brees, like, like just be holistic in the game, he's going to eat you alive. Right. And, and really, that's really what that penalty does is... It doesn't allow you to. It doesn't allow you to get that quarterback early and ruin his life. So you know, and, and that's just the way football is going to be, and you got to change. Uh, there's some day that the cornerback position is going to be paid more than the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, or equally, because you're going to get. Or a free safety or a strong safety that can actually play Cover. corner also. Yeah. Like on on I like if, if there was a free safety that could corner Julio Jones and stop the run and get after the passer, that's gonna be the highest paid player someday in the NFL. Almost like a hybrid linebacker corner safety. Like position. a John Lynch almost like like just able to yeah. do enough just just able to do enough to stop that pass from getting in early. And then getting coverage help on the outside at the end of a play, and and just and the quarterback just doesn't know which direction that guy is going to go. Those are going to be the most important players in the it's NFL. It's almost today. like um, kind of like a ha ha Clinton Dix. He might be the closest thing you have to that, right? Um, and he plays, I believe, he plays strong safety for the Packers. But that that position, I can cover. I can stop the run. Yeah. I can get after the quarterback. Yeah. And and, and run with position, the best receiver on the team. Yes, that position. That any human being like a Deion Sanders ish kind of guy is going to be is going to be amazing <laughs> in the future. Deion could not tackle. <laughs> uh, true. Deion, Deion could not stop the run. <laughs> well, all right. I'll give you that. But I'm the sorry. other two he had locked down without. Well, you, you, yeah, you know what I meant. Yeah. Um, and he could he could get after quarterbacks sometimes too when they would do those weird sort of stunts. Yeah, but I think you, if you look at that, but era, it was more the, on speed. It wasn't physical intimidation. Not only that, but the quarterbacks weren't as mobile as as they are now. Right. I mean, really, you just had Steve Young and maybe one other guy in that era. Well, Randall Cunningham, or uh, even he's he's might be before Dion's time. Yeah, but or, I mean, he could run or pass. He was a right, runner or right. Pass, but, but but there was only like two guys in the league. Now there's like maybe ten or twelve. Right. Um, Packers, a pedestrian two, two and one. This team just inconsistent from week to week. I mean, last week they beat the Bills, and the Bills are two, two and one at this, or two and three at this point. Um, the Bills, the Bills win two games. The Bills won again today. Wow, good for them. Yeah. Uh, they beat they beat the Titans, I think, thirteen to twelve. Oh, good for them! <laughs> uh, after getting shut out twenty two to nothing last week, 
No, that, you know, good, good, good on a team that kind of gets it together after. Well, it, it, it was start. funny, you like, know, listening. That's so, that's so, you and I have been part of, like, shitty restaurant openings. And we know how hard it is to turn those things around in a timely manner. So, yeah. good, good on them. Well, it was funny, like, because they're, this is crazy. Because three weeks ago, the Bills go into Minnesota as the biggest underdog in, like, 20 years that was crazy. 17-point underdog or 16-and-a-half-point underdog going in that game. At halftime, I texted you. It was the Bills 27 or 24 in Minnesota, nothing. And I'm but like, they just beat, they beat up on Minnesota. It wasn't like yeah. they, they just won the game on luck. Two, two things happened in that game. <laughs> they Buffalo over-prepared for Minnesota, and Minnesota overlooked Buffalo and started preparing <laughs> for the Rams on Thursday night. Yeah, they knew better. <laughs> um, they, they know better. Yeah. And, and good on Buffalo for taking the chance, uh, taking their opportunity to, to to just you know win a game. You know absolutely. we're just to win two win games. One, I yeah, didn't think they were going to win any. Yeah, but you win one and then you can move on to the next one. Right. You can only you can only play one game at a time. Speaking of winning games, how about oh. those Cleveland Browns? Man, two two and good. one. Are they going to make? Are they going to make nine and seven? No, they're going to make nine six and one. <laughs> Dude, the way they're going in overtime, they they might actually have two overtimes. Um, so the Browns won today, twelve to nine, uh, in a barn burner overtime, third overtime game for the Browns this year. Dang, that's crazy. Um, three out of five. What channel is the Braves game on? TBS. Oh Jesus. Um, I had to watch the uh, Atlanta United game on Univision. It was awesome. That's the only place they played it. Oh, was it? <laughs> I think I was thinking about. I'm like, so they. I thought that was special. The Saturday games are on Univision because there's no Fox affiliate to pick it up because of all the college football. Oh, so um, no, it's not on TBS. That's the T. That's uh, Big Bang Theory's on. That's weird. It's not on MLB either. Is it on ESPN? Uh, oh, you probably get it local on Fox Sports South. Do I get that channel on DirecTV now? I might not. I'm checking the Fox Sports app for you. It's on the Fox Sports. Oh, there it is. Thank you, sir. Yep. FS1. Um, oh, wow. We're up 5-2. Oh, wow. Told you. Man, we... Well, I mean, we didn't score a run in Los Angeles. That's a bad sign. Yeah. Um, rough in the quarterback. Any thoughts? I mean, they're just doing the best they can, and they need to protect the sport. So moms feel that their sons playing the game isn't detrimental to the lifetime so health. health. I don't and, – and I'll, I'll refer to the two or three times that Clay Matthews has been called. Well, the, those are, I don't think I necessarily are egregious. I just think that they're saying that that's not doable anymore. I'm okay with the the one. So here's here's. I feel like this rule is going to change again because I think I think it'll go the back the other way a little bit more. Agreed. You know, um, after hearing the rule, my after the first one, my question was okay. If and we might have talked about this last time. I can't remember if Kirk Cousins. Doesn't throw that ball. Is it a sack or is it a roughing the quarterback? And sure enough, the following week, the same thing happened. 
what my question was. Quarterback did not throw the ball. Clay Matthews sacks the quarterback and gets called roughing the quarterback. Um, and I just, at this point, I, I, I'm, you know, I didn't feel like he hit overhit the guy. I didn't feel like he threw all his weight on the guy. You know, I, I might be a little bit biased here, but I, I don't see anything wrong with that hit. I don't really either, except for I guess they felt like it was too. It was just too tough. It's not like he went for the head, and it's not like he went for the legs. He went right for the. It wasn't like he picked. It wasn't like he picked him up either. No. Yeah, I mean, it's just I. I, Based on what I'm seeing out of the NFL, we're going to see another overtime rule change, and we're going to see this rule change. And it's just this constant tinkering is getting a little bit ridiculous. Well, they know they have to. I mean, they just uh, they finalized that lawsuit that the Seau, uh family had. You know, they're just trying to clean this up, you know, and they're just doing their business due diligence. You want to clean it up, take the pads and helmets away. Well, I totally agree with that. You know, if you're, if you're asking someone to be safer, but then you provide them all this equipment not to be safe, I mean, that's just, it's wacky. There's no concussions in rugby. What? There's 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 no issues with concussions in rugby. Uh, well, that's a little different. Yeah, it's a more violent sport. <laughs> well, no rugby player would ever admit that they ever had a concussion. Oh, they probably still use smelling salts in rugby. <laughs> <laughs> the coach probably still runs on the field, spray uh, has you sniff smelling salts, and then sprays you with that. What's that cold spray they used to spray us with on the on the field? Icy hot. Uh, the the cold spray, like like as an aerosol cold. Spray. Oh yeah, yeah, and it freeze yeah. up. Yep, and it would freeze up, and then you're like, "All right, son, you're ready to go." <laughs> um, NHL, no, oh, you dick. <laughs> so I pro- I wrote a category. For NHL and Barman snuck in there still a few months away. <laughs> um, I hope, and I sent Scott a message the other day. I don't know that he saw it or not, but I hope he watched the uh, cap, the Capitals banner raising ceremony. I watched it because I wanted to burn that feeling into my soul. So I never had to feel it again. Because how many play games have you played for the? 82 every year. The amount of time I spend sweating in those hockey jerseys while I'm watching the games. It's Ooh, like that's rough. It's like playing. <laughs> I just imagine Jess coming out of the bedroom like, why is the AC on 68? <laughs> We've got ice <laughs> conditions in here, honey. <laughs> um, Capitals raised their first and hopefully last Stanley Cup banner on Thursday. Wednesday, excuse me. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um, it was odd, and I didn't notice this until the following day, but they completely omitted Barry Trotz, their head coach. From all the videos. Well, I mean, he left the team. Yeah, but at least the guy got you a Stanley Cup. He helped. He was part of this. His name is still on the Stanley Cup. It is. It is. But at least, you know, it would have been. Well, he left the team. Okay. I I, I mean, I, 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 it might have been a little bit more classy to put him on there. But honestly, just, you know, just one shot of him on the bench. Right. I'm fine with one shot. There was wasn't on the there wasn't one shot though. I thought he I thought he managed from the um I thought he managed from the uh no. um the locker room. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, Barman. <laughs> um, they they opened up. They beat the Bruins seven nothing. I mean, they absolutely destroyed the Bruins. <laughs> it was pretty rough. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, you know, I don't like saying good things about the Capitals, but they really they they went after them, and they they came to play the game. They came to win the game. <laughs> And they wanted to make sure the Bruins knew who the Stanley Cup champions were. Um, the following night, they flew and pl- played in Pittsburgh and <laughs> scored another six goals but lost in overtime. It was just uh, 13 goals in two games. It's unbelievable. What was the over on that? Oh, it had to be like, min- worst case, four, five and or half, six. Most, four and a half or five and a half most. Five and a half at the most. And it was, I bet you, they I hit bet it, you it was five and a half. They hit it, it hit it mid-second especially, period. Especially after they scored seven the night before, or a couple of nights before. Well, and they, and they know the Penguins are going to score a lot of goals too, so. Um, I bet you it was five and a half. Yeah. Uh, Tom Wilson suspended 20 games. Um, <laughs> not Watson at the British Open. Farmer's <laughs> 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 just sneaking all kinds of stuff in there. <laughs> Um, I did that while we were we while we were prepping for the episode. I, I was typing these in, and I I couldn't believe you didn't see them because I know my name must come up like blue or something. Well, no, because I'm notes. looking at them on my iPad, and it's just now that I see you moving around the cursor. <laughs> I'm not looking at them on my computer tonight. Um, that's his fourth suspension in a year. Um, this guy—that's his job. That's the guy's job. This guy's gonna play himself out of hockey if he keeps this that's up. Fine. That's his job, you know. His team's more than happy to do. He's that. a first line winger. It's not his job to score goals. Hey, he was just protecting the team. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. I'll send you the video that hit. you tell me he's protecting the team. Hey, the he blind side hit high. Hey, his interview said he was just tired of it. Tired he of what? To make it, he wanted to make a statement. <laughs> he made a, a statement eight games prior to that against the Penguins. <laughs> He was trying to make a statement. Like, oh, I think it's you, were hockey. Listen, you were listening to TJ Oshie's press conference, not Tom Wilson's. Uh, no, actually, I was. Um, ESPN had uh, Barry Melrose on. What did Melrose have to say? Uh, you know, he's Barry's pretty old school. Yeah, so, so he's okay with it. Well, no, he wasn't okay with it because he understands the NHL is changing. He was he was okay with it in the fact that he was he was sticking up for his team. He wasn't okay with it with the fact that, the, I mean, he was getting a 20-game suspension and he knew it. Are you confusing the Savard-Eller fight with the Tom Wilson hit? I don't think so. Okay. The Tom Wilson is from the Capitals. Yeah, but so is the Eller. Eller got in the fight in the Bruins game after he scored the seventh goal. Oh, Jesus. Because he was mouthing off at the Bruins bench. <laughs> so, no, so, no, so Savard no came after him. Savard, Savard, <laughs> Savard is like barely six foot, and Eller's like six four, six five, and he still took beat the crap out of him and, and cut him on the side of the head. <laughs> it was unbelievable for a little guy to do that. Ouch! Yeah, um, so it's always the little guy that starts the fight. Remember, <laughs> bet with Bevo. Um, Bevo finally lost. Goes to nine one and five. He took he took the state masters champion team Liverpool in the Krabby Cup and they were favored by half a goal and lost one. Uh, Krabby, let me know they don't have cable at the house anymore, so he's not following the Krabby Cup. Oh no! Yeah, no. 
Well, Liverpool lost to Napoli. Uh, that was the game I took last week. It was uh, Napoli. Isn't that a town in Italy? It is. It was the Krabby Cup. Well, how can Chris? How can the uh, state champion root against the Napoli? He's probably from there. <laughs> You'll have to ask him next time you see you see him. <laughs> it was an upset, so people were saying that it was an upset, and um, at least my thought process was in the right place. But didn't win the game. Um, you play to win the game. I bet. I bet matters. to win every game, Barman. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen every time. Well, that's why you bet. You don't that's bet right. to lose. Right. Uh, so this week, there's not a lot of international soccer action. Um, Come on, go for college football. Do you want me to look at the college football games real quick? Let's look at what, what's Herm doing. You pull up Herm's record. I'll pull up his game this week. Uh, his record is only two and three. Oh, I thought he was better than that. Well, he beat Michigan State, and he beat. Um, he's up against Stanford next week. Oh, your Detroit Lions beat my Packers today. Um, the Lions are my third most favorite team. Thank you. <laughs> and I might actually like the Packers a little bit more than the Lions, just because my grandparents are from Iron Mountain, Michigan. No, it's really hours. it's really because you like Danica Patrick. Um, negative. You, I'm sorry, you love Danica Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Holy third grade note. <laughs> Check this box. Yes, no, maybe. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm just jealous that Danica dates a gay guy. Oh, you're all right. I got your game of the week. What'd you find? Florida minus seven at Vanderbilt. Really? Is Vandy gonna win that game? No, I'll take I'm the Gators. Dude, do not bet on Dan Mullen. <laughs> do all not right. bet on Dan Mullen. Georgia minus seven at, at LSU. Uh, don't bet on LSU. Just lost to Florida. You can't bet on that game. You don't bet on you don't bet against LSU at night at home. <laughs> Never. <laughs> good, Never. Good, Especially after a road loss. Good thing. Good thing the game's at three thirty. <laughs> oh, oh man, LSU plays so good at three thirty. No, awful. it's it's seven thirty. You got to worry about. No, it's three thirty. It's that end. It's that oh that tweener game crap. When you go to turn it on, LSU is just beating the bejesus out of someone. Not points-wise, but physically. Like, physically just beating the crap out of them. Alabama minus 28 against Missouri? Oh, no, I can't do that one either. No. What's it? Who's Michigan playing? Wisconsin. Ooh. At the big Plus house. Three? Plus three? Seven and a half. Seven and a half? Michigan minus seven and a half. Wisconsin. No way. Ouch. Wisconsin's yeah. leading the West. Yeah. Ooh, that's no man. Why are they? Why are they teasing like that? That's an awful bet. That spread will move four points by Saturday. It'll be three and a half by Saturday. Notre Dame minus twenty one at home against Pitt. I might take the Panthers. Take Pitt. I might you take Pitt. Say, I bet you Pitt plays them straight up. Yeah, I I would not be surprised. Pitt's. Pitt's one of those teams that just likes to, to upset games. Just like Syracuse. The whole ACC does this. Yeah. They'll be they'll, any SEC team they play, they'll play well. And then against each other, they just like, blah. I might, I might, I got a noon game for you. Akron at the University of Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by 10 and a half. <laughs> They've been what covering all year. 
They've covered like Prairie View. They beat they beat Central Michigan this week. Wow, Buffalo. Yeah, who's coaching that team? I don't know. I don't think it's. Uh, I can't remember who they're. Well, coaching. we know it's not him, but yeah, he's gone. Yeah. What did he go to Texas A and M for a while? No, he didn't. He, I went to Kansas. Oh, did he? Yeah. Are they still paying Charlie Weiss? They beat Eastern Michigan. How many? How many schools still play Charlie Weiss or his son? Charlie Weiss is out of football. You ready how for this? How many schools still pay Charlie Weiss or his son? I think uh, the only school paying him still is Kansas. Kansas or Notre Dame? Notre Dame's done. They got off the books like two years ago. They did a buyout though, didn't they? They did, but they it was <laughs> it was a spread. It was spread out. Like Bobby Bonilla spread out or like normal spread out? No, it's not quite as bad as Bobby Bonilla, but it was like a 10-year like payout. Um, Buffalo beat Rutgers by 30 points. Really? The only loss they have is to Army. Wow. They beat Delaware State forty-eight to ten. They beat Temple thirty-six to twenty-nine. They beat Eastern Michigan thirty-five twenty-eight. They beat Rutgers forty-two to thirteen. They lost to Army forty-two to thirteen, and they beat Central Michigan thirty-four twenty-four. Dang. Let's look at Akron's record. Akron beat Northwestern, lost to Iowa State, lost to Miami of Ohio, beat Morgan State, and they got canceled against Nebraska. Interesting. Wow. You still can't bet on them, though. You can't bet on them. <laughs> well, college football is super hard to bet. Well, I'm going to take – I'm going to stick with my original bet, and I'm going to go with uh, Columbia – Columbia over oh. United States soccer next Thursday. This Thursday. Can you really bet? I I can never bet against the U.S. I can never. Put, I can't do it. If Michael Bradley plays, I can bet against him every time. Well, I might be able to do that, but I just can't. I'm taking Columbia. I, I'm betting. I don't bet with my heart. I use I sound sound logic when I put things together like this, <laughs> and I couldn't find anything else worth betting on. <laughs> right. So. Bet with Bevo. What worst case scenario? Bevo gets his second game wrong in a row, and he goes to nine, two, and five. Dang. Maybe if I find, I'll talk to Drew and see what he's got as a lock for uh, Saturday, and I'll, I'll throw that up on our uh, page. Uh, well, I bet you Drew's picks better than yours and what we just went through. Drew's Drew's picks this weekend were not good because Bevo went with Drew's picks and did not win a lot of money. That's because well. You should bet with Bevo. Bevo's bets were pretty much the same thing. Mm, all right. We'll just pick one a week and then bet the house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to put my $6 bet down like I normally do? Six six to win five? Five fifty. Yes. <laughs> what, what about that guy that bet 9000 What was it? 9000 Um Was this the, the guy? Buffalo, the Buffalo Vikings game. The guy bet nine thousand to win four hundred and fifty bucks. No. Yes. Look it up. 
No, he would have if he bet nine thousand. He would have won like four hundred fifty grand. No, he would have the original oh because he just bet the money line. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's he just... bet the Vikings for nine thousand to beat Buffalo on the line and lost and lost. So he bet nine thousand to win four hundred fifty yeah. and lost it all. I did that. I did that once uh, earlier this year. You lost it all. No, but I, I actually won. I, I bet. Oh. I bet somebody just on the money line, and it was like it was like last week or something. It was like thirty to win twenty. Right. Um, just because the spread was only like two or three points, and I'm like, oh, they're just going to win. So, just to get like slightly better odds, or right. or no, it was like Alabama was favored against somebody, and it was like. Seven points. I'm like, oh, I'll just play play Alabama on the money line to be safe, or Notre Dame on the money line to be safe, <laughs> and bet just bet twice as much to win your normal amount, right? Instead of screwing with the spread. All right, so bet with Bevo. Take uh, Columbia Thursday night minus half a goal. So just Columbia wins, and I believe it's bet minus one hundred one. So if you bet ten dollars and ten cents, you win ten bucks. It's almost even. Yes. Okay. Anything else you want to throw in here? Is that the end of the episode? That's everything we got. Wow. When are we going to do another episode? You going to be feeling all right? That should be fine. We maybe like Wednesday or Thursday. I'm a uh, fly to San Antonio on Thursday. What's in San Antonio? Uh, I'm at the Red Bull last stand working oh. all weekend. Uh, Brick Danger Blades coming out. Madeline Pierce is coming out representing the EP East Point Track Club. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and you're there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Um, I could probably do something maybe Friday night. It's an unusual time for us, but it'd probably be okay for me. No, it, it actually, we're the the reason we don't normally record on Friday nights is your other job, so I, right. I should be fine. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right, well, that does it for episode, is this 57? Well, that's why I put it in the notes. I had to scroll back up to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like like the fact that we actually did finally get it to, to, so we're keeping the notes and kind of getting an idea of what we've done in the past. Yep. Um, Follow us on social media. Tell your friends about us. Um, We're on Facebook. Uh, the Barman and Bevo podcast, Michael Barman, Michael Vandura. Uh, we're on Twitter, Barman, the letter N, Bevo pod, or at Barman, the letter N, Bevo pod. Um, that's B-E-V-O. Um, my Twitter handle is at Bevo8771. Barman's at underscore Coach Barman. Um, for all you single ladies out there, Barman's on Tinder. <laughs> uh, if you need a happy birthday wish, go on LinkedIn and find Michael Barman. Um, <laughs> you're awful <laughs> I actually really like LinkedIn I love LinkedIn I use it all, every I, I re- day I really enjoy, the articles are amazing it's like everything Facebook isn't <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like everyone puts informative stuff on there like very it's, it's pretty cool I love I think I just connected with Scott maybe a week or two ago um, he sought he sought me out so um what else? Our website, uh, barmanandbevo.podbean.com. All of our episodes are there. 
You, you can subscribe to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, and we'll, you know, we're constantly, well, we'll be doing episodes once a week or maybe a couple of week now that I'm healthy again. And, uh, you know, we'll get, crank out some more content for you guys. So. Well, we do have another Spin the District um, yes. ride coming up October 21st. Uh, there's a road ride, gravel ride. This is something even Bebo can come down and ride. Uh, he's welcome. Uh, the Spin the District uh, kit is available. Uh, so uh, go to uh, www.spinthedistrict.com. Where's the ride at? Uh, it's out of Union City uh, and hits a lot of our favorite uh, riding areas in the Chattahoochee Hills, uh, Union City, and uh, like Fayetteville uh, area. So you tell me I've got like a week and a half to train. No, you'll be fine. You can, you can, you'll, you'll, you'll <laughs> oh, no. be fine. On the right I'm not fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. I'm no good. Yeah. All right. You can do the, you can do the 30, the, it's like a 35 miler. You'll, yeah, I, you'll I, have a blast. I still need to get a couple miles in my legs if I'm going to do that. Well, you'll be I've, right. I haven't you ridden have since we rode. You still have two weeks to I was going to invite you out on Saturday because I, I was feeling a little bit chipper, but I rode the trainer instead because I, I thought it might be pushing you a little too hard. Uh, I had Violet all day, so cool. Just had to work, but I'm free next weekend if you want to. Uh, San Antonio. No, that's right. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for episode 57. We'll do some more, um, ask Barman and Bevo anything for next time. And, uh, maybe we'll have another bet with Bevo for college football. And, uh, hopefully we'll have another episode up for you Friday night or Saturday morning. Thank you, Mike. Good luck in San Antonio. Oh, thanks. It'll be a great event. Um, it's uh, tons of fun. Tons and tons of fun. Cool. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll have this up for you uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curves Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more Than the law of the life Don't understand, they keep a show in my hands and not my face on